0: Me this week in my devotion, Uh, I feel sorry for people who believe in three gods. I know that Jesus is the Father, and Jesus is the Son, and Jesus is the Holy Ghost, and He's all these three in one. And I feel sorry for them because I don't need three gods to beat one devil. I said, I don't need three gods to beat one devil. <laughs> Amen. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. Amen. Second Kings chapter three, verse number 15. 2 Kings chapter three and verse number 15. This is Elisha speaking, the prophet Elisha. He is responding to the king of Israel Jehoram and he says this now bring me a minstrel and it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him and he said thus saith the Lord make this valley full of ditches for thus saith the Lord ye shall not see wind neither shall ye see rain yet that valley shall be filled with water ...that ye may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beasts. And this is but a light thing inside of the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, it's easy for God. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. The same God that will bring you water is the same God that will defeat your enemies. And I want to preach this morning for just a few moments to someone who is in a valley... ...coming out of a valley or going into a valley this sermon make this valley full of victory make this valley full of victory put your bibles down and lift up victorious hands even if you don't feel like you have victory and shout unto god with a voice of triumph somebody needs to make it your prayer god make this valley full of victory lord i don't see a way out i don't see an answer lord i don't know how you're gonna do it but god i am pleading with you for victory in the valley in the name of Jesus, hide this word in our hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. I've got to hurry so we can beat the Baptist to lunch today, but I'm going to preach until I'm done. We come on, on a story where the king of Moab had risen up against the, the people of God, against the two, now a divided kingdom, He was coming against Israel, he was coming against Judah, and he was coming against Edom as well. One pagan king was threatening the entire kingdom of God. And so the king of Israel, Jehoram, and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, and the king of Edom made an alliance together to go and fight the Moabites. And during this time... In order to get to the enemy, they were forced to travel through the wilderness of Edom. This was a seven-day journey. And during this journey in the desert, they ran out of water and they ran out of food. And they were desperate not only for survival, but they needed water in order to have strength for the battle. Because it would not do them any good to come through the valley and come through the wilderness to be in front of their enemy and not have the strength to lift a sword and not have the strength to lift a shield. And that's where some of you are today. You're in a valley, and somehow you're surviving. You're just barely making it through this wilderness travel. But the problem is, if you do not receive a breakthrough from God, You're going to come to a place where you face your enemy and you have no strength to do what God has called you to do in the first place. I want to preach to someone in a valley right now. It's not enough just to survive in the valley. God wants you to grow in the valley. It's not enough to just barely make it through the valley. God wants to strengthen you in the middle of your valley. But you don't understand. This valley is dry. This valley is dark. I've got a word from David. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. What does that mean? God is going to strengthen you in the valley. God's going to give you a word in the valley. God is going to give you sustenance in the valley. You're not just going to survive, but you can thrive in the valley time. Oh, the devil doesn't like this. Somebody better go ahead and clap your hands and let the devil know I came. I came to have victory in a valley today. And so these kings became afraid, and they became discouraged, and they didn't know what to do. And the king of Israel cried out. He said, Alas, the Lord has called us together to deliver us into the hand of the Moabites. He said, We're going to die in this valley, and if the valley doesn't kill us, the Moabites are going to kill us. Doesn't that feel like how we talk sometimes? Well, if that doesn't do me in, that over there is going to do me in. Yeah, we get that way. We get discouraged, don't we? Well, even if I make it through this, there's something worse over there. You know, that's how the enemy operates. He'll discourage you where you are, but he'll also tell you, even if you make it through this, I've got a Goliath waiting for you. And even if you kill the Goliath, there's still a whole army of Philistines you've got to take care of when that's over. That's how he intimidates us. That's how he holds us back. But Jehoshaphat said, is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? In other words, he said, I need you to send a preacher into my life. I need a preacher to preach something into my life. I need a word from God. And the servant answered and said, there is a A prophet among us named Elisha. I'm just going to tell you, they didn't just have any old prophet. They had the prophet Elisha with them. Now, I'm going to tell you, it says something about the heart of these kings that they were marching into battle. They had a prophet, the caliber of Elisha, and they did not even know that he was there. You see, a whole lot of people walk through life and they don't think they need a man of God until they're in a valley and they're facing an enemy. I'm just going to preach it until you hear me. You better get underneath the ministry of a man of God and not just wait until the trouble comes. You better know there's a man of God in my life. They would have already had the answer. They probably wouldn't even been there if they had been listening to the man of God. But they had to do it their way. They had to do it according to their own mindset. But when they came into trouble, they said, I need a prophet to come preach into my life. See, we don't like preaching when everything's going good and a preacher's telling us to change our ways. But when we need God to deliver us from evil. Ah, lay a hand on me, preacher. Preach the word, preacher. The doctor said cancer. I better get to the house of God. Hey, that's a good thing. You better run to the house of God in the times of trouble. But the right thing to do would to be stay focused, stay plugged in and let God bring you through. All right, nobody likes that. So Elisha was not impressed with the king of Israel. In fact, he just outright didn't like him. None of these kings were particularly godly kings. They weren't particularly good men. Uh, The king of Israel might have been a little better than the king of Judah at this time. But none of them were really uh, doing a bang-up job. And Elisha walks up to them, and he said to the king of Israel, What do I have to do with thee? What do you want? By the way, Jesus said these kind of things a lot. I find that interesting. What have I to do with thee? Get thee to the pagan prophets of your father. Where's all your false prophet buddies? Where are all your charismatic buddies at? Where's the TV preacher now? That's all right. Where's the radio preacher now? Yeah. Yeah, where's your favorite mainstream preacher now that you're in a valley, king? Get thee to the pagan kings. Get to the ones who tell you you can live any way you want to live and still be saved. Go ahead and find a king, that, a prophet that tells you holiness doesn't matter. Go ahead and find a king that takes out parts of the Bible you don't like. Find find one of them, one of those ones you've been palling around with, those books you've been reading. Go ahead and get one of those prophets. Why are you coming to me now in the time of trouble? Get to the same prophets your father followed and you're following too, the prophets of your mother, and you're following in their footsteps And the king pleaded with him, and finally Elisha consented, and he began by saying, Send me a minstrel. Get a musician over here. Get someone who knows how to usher in the presence of God. Get me somebody who knows how to worship the Lord. Get me somebody like David. Get me somebody that can get a harp out. somebody that can give me a good apostolic praise beat. get me somebody who knows how to sing Jehovah Jireh my provider find somebody who knows how to sing can't nobody do me like Jesus can't nobody do me like the Lord find somebody who knows how to drive away the dark spirits find me somebody who knows how to pray Because before you can get a blessing, you better learn how to praise. Before you can have faith, you better enter in. Why do you think we have music before preaching? Send me a minstrel. I wish I had a minstrel right now up here making some noise. Send me a minstrel that knows how to praise God. Some of us need to let a minstrel take us into the presence of God. The music time isn't snooze time. The music time is designed to help us enter in to the presence of God. It's designed to get our minds focused on God so that we can Trust him to do exactly what he has promised he would do. Send me a minstrel. Get a worshiper over here. I can't do anything until somebody worships. I'm not going to give you a word from God until somebody worships. Ain't nobody getting healed until somebody worships. Ain't nobody getting delivered until somebody somebody needs to hear this. Ain't nobody getting a blessing until somebody worships. Nobody is going to see a word from God until they worship. Get a minstrel over here. Get somebody over here. God's just waiting on a minstrel. God's waiting on a minstrel. God's waiting on a minstrel. It just takes one. I don't even need all of you. I just need one. I just need one praiser. The rest of you can sit down. If I can just get one praiser who knows how to touch God. Go ahead, Josaphat. Just sit there. But I need a minstrel who knows how to enter in. I know we're in a valley. I know the Moabites are out there. But I need a minstrel. I don't need a soldier. I don't need a swordsman. I don't need a spearman. I need a minstrel. I don't even need a theologian right now. I just need a praiser. Woo! Because praise looses the word, praise looses the blessing, praise looses the power, praise creates the atmosphere, praise sets the tone. Come on, we're not wasting time right now. Some of you think we need to be fighting Moabites. We are fighting Moabites. This is how we get the victory. This is how we win the battle. This is how we get the answer. Oh, I know. I'm going to preach it. I, I know. I know. Some of y'all have the Jehoshaphat mindset. Elisha, I called you over here to tell me how to get victory. I need water in this valley. I'm dying out here. My family's dying. My soldiers are dying. And we've got a pagan army out there that wants to kill every single one of us. And you're calling for a praise break. Yeah, I can see it in some of you. You're calling for a praise break. We've got bigger fish to fry. I'm going to tell you something. This is how we get where we need to go. It starts here. It doesn't stop here. But you better start with a praise break. You better learn how to start the battle and position yourself for a breakthrough. I'm just going to preach it. You will not just sit there and get a breakthrough. I'm going to say it again. You can sit there all day long and you will not get a breakthrough. You can say, well, I'm just waiting on God to do it, and then I'll give him my praise. No, sir, it does not work that way. You'll sit here all day and all night. You'll be here tomorrow and Tuesday. You'll be here on Wednesday. No. He said, get up first. I'm going to send the victory, but you better go ahead and make For a praise break. If my brother in a wheelchair can praise God, some of you can get on your feet, lift up your hands, and Ha ha ha. Hallelujah. All right, I'm gonna preach. I'm gonna hurry. I'm gonna hurry. And so when they got done praise breaking... Elisha looked at the kings and he said here's what I want you to do get your men get your soldiers And I want you to go out here in the middle of this valley where there used to be a river where there used to be a stream And I want you to dig ditches as many of them as you can Because God is about to send a rain God is about to send waters from the mountains and they're going to come down It's dry preacher you don't understand that can't happen here It defies the laws of nature Elisha said it. It's not about nature, and it's not about law. It's about God Almighty, and he's about to do something we've already praised, but now it's time to get busy digging ditches, and here's where you better listen to this preacher. You can dance and shout like we've been doing for the last minute, but it's not enough just to shout. You've got to get busy. You've got to live for God. You've got to work for God. You've got to get down in the dirt. You've got to humble yourself and get a shovel and say, I'm going to do what God called me to do. If I've got to dig in the dirt, if I've got to get my hands dirty, if I've got to do something I don't like, if I've got to do something that hurts my feelings, I'm going to do what God called me to do because I need victory in the valley." Whatsoever your hand findeth to do, do it with all your might. (sighs) And so they began to dig ditches. They dug ditches all day long. Hallelujah. We can dig ditches with our prayer. We can dig ditches with our faith. We can dig ditches with our faithfulness. We dig ditches with repentance. There are so many ways spiritually that we dig ditches and we make preparation for the blessings of God. Because if you don't make preparation in the valley, you will miss the blessing. I said, if you don't make preparation in the valley, you will miss the blessing. Noah, you could say figuratively, was in a valley situation. And he had to prepare an ark, and he had never even seen rain. And he did the work that God told him to do while everyone was laughing at him. And yet he just kept on working until one day God said, all right, i'm going to send the animals two by two you're not going to have to go out to your local zoo you're not going to have to go out into the wilderness the animals are going to come to you because you did the work and i'm going to provide you did the work and i'm going to send the answer because that is how god works hallelujah hallelujah now I want to take you to 1 Chronicles 14. You can be seated for a minute. I'm closing with this passage of Scripture. I want to teach us a quick lesson. 1 Chronicles 14 and 8. This is another valley lesson from King David. And this time, it was the Philistines who were coming against the people of God. They heard in 1 Chronicles 14 and 8 that David had been anointed king over all of Israel. And when they heard this, the Philistines went up to seek David. And the Bible says the Philistines came and they spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim, which means literally the valley of hell or the valley of the dead. They spread themselves in a line. That is how the enemy will come against you when you are weak in a valley. He will spread himself out and he will position himself to seem more intimidating than he really is. But we've already established the devil is a loser. and the devil does like all bullies do he puffs himself up he makes an ugly face he positions himself to look intimidating but can i tell you if god is on your side it doesn't matter how far across the valley the enemy spreads and so david didn't just rush down into battle david did what we should all do in a valley david inquired the Lord you better be praying in a valley if you're not praying in a valley you'll fight battles you weren't intended to fight you'll fight when God isn't ready for you to fight you'll run when you should not run you'll walk when you should be running if you don't inquire of the Lord and David sought after God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines, and wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thine hand. So they came up to Perazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies by mine hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore they called the name of that place Perazim, meaning the Lord of the breakthrough. Some of y'all need to realize that you can't meet the Lord of the breakthrough until you've walked through a valley. I said, you can't really see a breakthrough until you've been in a valley. And I've got a word for somebody today. If you will go up and fight, God is going to give you a breakthrough that you did not think was possible. You are going to meet the Lord, the God of the breakthrough. And when the Philistines had left their gods there, their idols, I love that. I love it. David beat them so badly that they just dropped their false gods all over the battlefield. I would love to see an altar full of cigarettes, full of alcohol, full of... My God, I would love to see people just dropping their idols, dropping their addictions. My God, there's some people here who need to drop some marijuana in this altar. I'm telling you, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. There's some people who need to drop some pills in this altar and drop your idols on the battlefield. Because God can break down idols in the middle of a valley. All right. And so they dropped their... God's there. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to preach that someday. They drop their gods there. If you can drop your God, it's not a very good God. <laughs> yeah. They dropped them there. And David gave the commandment, and they were burned with fire. Pastor, do you remember we used to have bonfires? People would bring their dirty magazines. You know, people made fun of Pentecostals for that, but that's biblical. People brought their witchcraft books. I was at a youth camp one time, and a warlock came, and he brought all of these. uh, He brought a big pile of, I don't even know what they were. I'm just going to tell you, looking at them made you want to pass out. It was terrifying. He had all these masks and potions, and when he threw those potions in the fire, the fire went (laughs) And that's when we started travailing in Jesus' name. You've never seen young people pray through to the Holy Ghost like when that warlock threw his potions in the fire. And he threw all of his sorcery books. He threw all of that in the fire. And when he did, he lifted up his hands and God filled him with the Holy Ghost right there in the middle of the night at an old-fashioned apostolic bonfire. I'm just going to tell you, there's nothing wrong with symbolically bringing drugs and bringing alcohol and bringing cigarettes and bringing things that have you bound. Bringing them to an altar like they used to do in the old days. Bring them to the altar and say, I'm leaving it here. I'm not going back to it. I'm not picking it up again. I'm putting it on the altar. And preacher, you can burn it, throw it away, whatever. But I'm giving it up. I'm laying it on the battlefield. That's all free. Therefore, David inquired. And so the Philistines came yet again, verse 13, and spread themselves abroad in the valley. And here's where we get in trouble as apostolics because we love to sing about victory. We love to shout about how God delivered us, and we love to tell the testimonies, and all of that is wonderful. But we become very, 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 very discouraged when we win a battle, and then we turn around and face the same enemy. And then the devil whispers in your ear and says, God never was really working for you in the first place. You thought God delivered you, but aha, hello. Some of y'all facing temptations that you never thought you'd face again. Some of you elders facing temptations you never thought you'd face again. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Thinking about things you never thought you'd think about again. Considering things you never thought you would consider again. And you're asking yourself, why am I back in this valley with that same enemy? And so what did David do? He inquired of the Lord again. When you're wondering why, I'll tell you what you do. Sister Cole, it's simple, isn't it? Pray again. But I've already prayed that prayer. Pray again. But I've already asked God for Ask Him again. But I've already been in that altar. Get in that altar again. But I've already... Pray again. Ask again. Trust God again. It worked last time. If He did it before, He can do it again. If He delivered yesterday... He can deliver today. The enemy's not any bigger. The enemy's not any stronger. God hasn't gotten any weaker. It's just your mindset that's changed. And so, David inquired and God said unto him, this time it's different. This is why you should always pray. Because God might change things up on you a little bit. Has God ever changed things up on you a little bit? a little frustrating sometimes. God, I wanted to just go down there and hi-yah. My son's into karate now. He doesn't actually know karate, but he goes to the house. And that's how we want to be. We want God to tell us, just go down there and ninja chop. If this were the kids revival, they would be a manning me right now. Y'all just looking at me crazy, but the kids would be shouting with me. But God changed it up on him a little bit. And God said, don't go up after them. Turn away from them. You want me to turn my back on the enemy? Turn away from them. And come up over here. Beside the mulberry trees. Get over here. Distance yourself from the enemy. And it shall be when you hear the sound of a going. Or the sound of marching. In the tops of the mulberry trees. Then thou shalt go out into battle. Because that means that God has gone forth before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. Sometimes you've got to wait in the valley. Sometimes you've got to reposition yourself in the valley. But I'm going to tell you, musicians, come. What you always need to do in the valley is listen for the sound of God moving. I think I can hear this morning the sound of abundance of rain. I think I can hear this morning the sound as of a rushing mighty wind. It's moving in this valley. God's Spirit wants to sweep into this valley. The Holy Ghost literally wants to come into your your pain come into your addiction come into your trouble come into your strife and bring a victory in your valley stand with me god the enemy is spread out it's dry and there's no water that's someone's heartbeat this morning and this is your prayer god make this valley full of victory. Here's my prayer for you today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. My prayer for you today is that the spirit of God will sweep in that you will hear the sound of marching in the mulberry trees. And then you will know that you will not even have to fight this battle yourself. Because God is going to fight this battle on your behalf. I said, God, I said, God is going to fight this battle on your behalf. If you could be willing to humble yourself and say, Preacher, you were preaching to me this morning, I'm in a valley and I need victory, would you just come with your hands lifted? Would you come praising God? I need a minstrel to come. Now is the minstrel moment. Come with your voices. Come with your hands lifted. If you feel like dancing, we don't even need a drumbeat. If you just want to come dance in the presence of God. We're about to position ourselves for a breakthrough in the valley. Come on, pack in. There's people coming. Pack in as close to this altar as you can. Don't come quietly. Come on, come. Bring your minstrel. Bring your praise, bring your voice, bring your dance, bring your shout. You're positioning yourself right now for the sound. This is the sound. This is the sound of the Spirit going up in the mulberry trees. If you need a healing in your body, you ought to walk to this altar and position yourself for a miracle. If you need a healing in your spirit, you ought to walk to this altar with your hands lifted and position yourself through breakthrough. The has been defeated and death couldn't hold you down. We're going to lift our voice in victory. We're going to make your praises loud. The enemy has been defeated, and death couldn't hold you down. We're going to lift our voice in victory, we're going to make your praises.